Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. everyone thank you so much for listening to the podcast that likes to demystify hiking to like to to, to find out what why, why people hike to like to, we like to get to know the hiker behind the trekking poles the the, the, the podcast that takes me andy neal a new hiker and talks with people in the outdoor and hiking and through hiking communities to find out what gets them outdoors how hiking has changed them and how they in turn are changing the world around them. Thank you all so much for listening to the Hiker Podcast. Again, my name is Andy Neal. I am a new hiker. Been hiking for the last year, a little more now, actually. I've been doing this podcast since July. And uh, I like to talk to hikers, through hikers, day hikers, backpackers, outdoors people, people who work for the Forest Service, and find out more about hiking and demystify it. Not just talk about the gear and the the, uh, the stuff that, that's important, stuff that we should talk about, but really what motivates you to get out there, to tell stories of hikers and how hiking has changed them, how they in turn are changing the world around them. I am so excited for this week's episode. We have Dylan Harris on the show. Many of you uh, may know the fastest known tiger legend uh, recently did the Colorado Trail. Uh, Dylan is a filmmaker, photographer, and a through hiker who was the director of the forthcoming documentary that documents uh, Jeff Garmeyer or legend or or fastest known tiger as he's sometimes known his uh, his journey and uh, we had an amazing conversation myself as a creative and film creative person and filmmaker um, and a hiker talking with him it was just an amazing conversation uh, I'm so excited to let you all listen in on that but first uh, if you want to know more about the hiker podcast go to hikerpodcast.com where all the socials are there all the different ways you can listen you want to help out the show Big way to help out the show, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a written five-star review, let me know what you like. You can also email me, Andy, at Hiker Podcast. let me know what you think, uh, suggestions for the show. You can also follow me on all the various social media networks. You can follow me, Andy, at Andy Films and Hikes on Instagram, or you just go to, uh, what is it, uh, hikerpodcast.com, and the uh, Facebook and Instagram for the Hiker Podcast is there as well. Um, I am just blown away. I was looking at the numbers this last week for the show and just the number of people who listen, I'm blown away and the followers on, on social media and the, the wonderful things you guys say. Thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your week to listen and going back and listening and constantly finding new listeners and our new listeners are finding, finding the show, the hiker podcast. And I'm just so grateful. Also very grateful to all these amazing guests who've come on the show. So, so gracefully and have just been really cool to me. So before we get into the interview with Dylan, uh, we're going to have a quick word from my podcast host, Anchor. Anchor is a great way if you want to create a podcast about hiking, perhaps. Um, it's a great platform. It is free. And in fact, they uh, they um, give you a little bit of sponsorship. Kind of works a little bit like YouTube, if, if you know how the YouTube world works. Uh, but we're going to have a quick word from Anchor, and then we are going to uh, talk with Dylan Harris, photographer, filmmaker, and hiker. Thank you. 
So I know for myself, getting into the outdoors had a lot to do with my love of creativity in film. Uh, as many of you guys know my story, I, I started going to change careers, went to film school, and then I discovered the outdoors. So it's really exciting for me to be able to talk to a fellow filmmaker, photographer, and hiker, Dylan Lucky Harris. How are you doing today, Dylan? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Andy. So you are, according to your bio on the trek, you're a photographer, you're a hiker, you're a filmmaker. Why don't you just go and give us your background? How did you get into hiking and how did that lead into filmmaking or vice versa? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for me, um, I started off pretty active uh, as a young guy, I played a lot of sports, right? And so that's what I was exposed to um, that took up most of my time. So if I wasn't at school, I was playing sports. And, uh, you know, come high school, started taking things a bit more serious and, uh, you know, was getting some offers to go play places, some different options. I played soccer, uh, mostly. A little bit of football here and there. Uh, I was a kicker. And, yeah, long story short, um, the it just didn't connect, you know, it, it didn't land. I didn't land anywhere. Um, you know, for multiple reasons, one being, you know, wasn't quite ready to go to school. Uh, and that was probably a big part of it, but yeah, it was honestly the way I always, always say how I found the outdoors is, you know, I'm a guy who likes to move around, can't sit still for too long, sort of need to move every day. And, uh, and once, once I kind of let go of sports, uh, you know, there was a little bit of time period where I was looking for something and, you know, I actually, I actually got a dog and I still have her. She's about to turn 10 years old. Her name's Sammy. She's a, uh, she's a greyhound lab and, and she used to love to run, you know? And so I, I just started getting into running and, and kind of running recreationally and found myself on the trails with my dog. Um, and that's sort of what started it, uh, for me just doing local trails around, uh, Phoenix, Arizona when I was 19, 19, 20 years old. Um, and then I got into biking as well. And so I started doing a lot of bike commuting, sort of riding around town. And I, and I loved that. I, I thought that was so much fun. Even though our roads here in Arizona aren't, aren't spectacular. It was still a blast. And, uh, you know, a combination of those two things is really what kind of got me into the outdoors, I guess I'd say. And at what point did you begin to get into more backpacking and even through hiking? Yeah. So, um, very early on, uh, after I started getting into, into the outdoors a bit, I actually got gifted a camera. Um, it was a little, I think it was a Canon rebel, uh, you know, just came with a, you know, a little standard lens, couldn't switch the lens out or anything. And I, I'll never forget, I, uh, I was on this hike over on South Mountain. It's this local spot here in Phoenix. And I took, uh, I took a photograph of the sun setting over these, uh, the Estrella Mountains in the distance. And, the, you know, the sun was setting. It was really low. So it had that really cool kind of silhouette of the sun with the mountain. And I posted it on Facebook. And I remember I literally put, this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to take photos. Now that's, that's what my caption was. And, you know, at the time I really wasn't taking it serious. 
Uh, it was just something that I, I knew I really enjoyed. I took that picture. I came home, uploaded it. And I was like, Hey, I really like this. You know, it's cool to share that experience. Um, and it was single-handedly, uh, the camera that got me into backpacking hundred percent. Um, it was something, it was like this weird motivational factor to get outside. I, I wanted to capture it. Um, for whatever reason. And, and obviously in the beginning you're doing it, you know, you have no goal with your photography. I just, I just enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed bringing my experience back home and, um, it just kind of, it kind of elevated. And actually the first thing I did, um, that was sort of like a big adventure was a, uh, a bike trip across the country. I, uh, I biked from, uh, New York city to down to Virginia and then, uh, took the Transamerica route across to Colorado. And, um, that's kind of what, where I sort of found my way, you know, uh, sleeping outside every day. I was like, Hey, this is something I could probably do. And, uh, and shortly followed was a couple overnight backpacking trips. And I think, uh, I know this makes me sound naive, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I jumped on the Pacific crest trail, I think on my third backpacking trip. Um, and had 60 days in a, a college summer break to walk as far as I could and have as much adventure as possible. And so, yeah, I, I definitely started out with, uh, some funny gear as I know most of us do. <laughs> <laughs> so being from Arizona, uh, I was born in Arizona and I grew up in Las Vegas. Oh, a really? lot of yeah, a lot of my family's in Phoenix, and I was I was born in Phoenix. Grew up a Suns fan, um, you know the whole yeah, the whole baby. deal. But a lot of people when they think of Phoenix and even Las Vegas, like oh, that's not the outdoors. It's yeah. just desert. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Phoenix in the desert, what would you tell someone who's like where I live now in Oregon, who's never been to the desert? You know, and I'm not talking like the Bend, Oregon desert. I'm talking like a few, you know. Arizona, Nevada. Sure. What would you tell them is appealing about hiking and out being an outdoors person in that part of the country? Well, you know, for me, um, you know, I wasn't always so thrilled on the desert. I, uh, you know, once I decided I was going to go to college, um, you know, I packed my bags, went to Colorado within a month of deciding and, and I was there and, um, had no friends, had nothing. And for me, it was about seeing something different, you know, because I was so accustomed to the desert. So for me, it was all about, you know, I want to go see the world, see how different people are living. Right. And at the time, honestly, I just wanted to see some big mountains. And, um, it wasn't until I spent, you know, a few years away from where I'm from to then appreciate it. Right. And so, um, after college, I was traveling a bit and, you know, I was kind of pursuing this, like, you know, that through hiker dirt bag lifestyle. I was living in my truck at that point for like a year and a half, uh, sleeping in, you know, you know, friends back alley, uh, um, with my dog in the truck and everything. And, and, and yeah, I was just ready to kind of hit the road. And I honestly never thought I'd be back to Arizona. Uh, it wasn't as much for like the landscape or, or Arizona per se, it was more kind of just sort of finding myself, you know, and kind of escaping family and and figuring things out myself, see what I like and don't like. When I came back to Arizona, um, it, it kind of all hit me. I honestly, 
I was, you know, at this point I was like, okay, you know what? I think photography is something that I actually, you know, want to pursue and, and make a career. Um, and that is when I started to appreciate the desert. Um, you know, for me, it's at this point, it feels like something, it's almost hard to put into words to people who are visiting, but for me, it just feels right. Um, being in the desert, but the things that I really enjoy about the desert is one, what I always say is like, Hey, you know, a big thing that we in the outdoors enjoy is something new, right? A new view, a new experience. You know, we want to see it all. So the, you know, there's not many places like Vegas, like Arizona out there, you know, it's kind of tucked away in the corner of the country and, you know, the Southwest and, um, it's, it's very different. So you're going to see things that you're not used to. And that alone is, is, is exciting, but the whole Arizona, it just, when you're hiking outside in Arizona, you have the ability to kind of have like a further view, right? So you're not tucked in by trees. You're not really always just like hiking to the top of a Vista to get that view. The view kind of is ever changing, you know, because obviously you're down in the desert, you're just dealing with shrubs, that kind of stuff. So there's always something and you know, the most magical places I found here are the places that kind of teeter on both sides of the spectrum. So you've got like, uh, you know, maybe you find like a river and an, like a, an, an oasis or something in the desert. And that's where it really gets special. You're like, what is this place? You know, how does this exist? So I just think there's a lot of magic here. Um, and there's a lot of resilience in the people who live, live out here for sure. But the outdoors is, um, I know I've heard, I've heard the entire spectrum traveling. A lot of people think we're just uh, a bunch of cowboys riding around on horses and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. But no, people will absolutely get after it out here. So uh, I would say, you know, it's no Ashland, Oregon. It's no Portland, Oregon. You know, you got to look for the community out here, but you can find it for sure. Absolutely. Talked a little bit about your experience as a hiker and a filmmaker on the Arizona trail. And people don't realize how diverse that trail is. You know, seven of the eight world's ecosystems are there on that trail. You know, you differentiate, you know, between the Phoenix area to, you know, the Grand Canyon to Flagstaff, you know, and the San Francisco peaks. Talk to about, talk to us about your experience as a, both a backpacker and a filmmaker on that trail that very few people know about, but people are quickly learning about. Dude, Andy, you're the best. <laughs> you're preaching right now. Um, yeah, no, you, you've, uh, I've seen, you've done a few podcasts with Jeff, right? Yes. Yes. Jeff Garmeyer. Yep. And yeah, the way Jeff talks about the Arizona trail just brings like a smile to my face because, you know, obviously that guy being, uh, being who he is, he's got a little bit of reach. Right. And so it's so cool to hear him say like his favorite trail is the Arizona trail. You know, I know it fluctuates for him a little, but, um, yeah. So the Arizona trail, just like you said, seven out of the eight ecosystems. I did this trail. It's probably like my fourth trail at that point. Once I, once I had start, um, you know, doing some of the long distance trails. Uh, and I had the pleasure the first time I did it solo. Um, cause I I've done the Arizona trail twice. I've done it, um, both ways. And, uh, the first time I did it northbound in the spring, the more traditional route. 
And my goal for that, that project was to, you know, actually just photograph it. I wanted to take still photos. I wanted to make a coffee table book that I could, that would make absolutely zero dollars, probably cost me money, but I wanted to put a coffee table book inside of uh, small little, you know, trail towns, you know, and, um, and so my first experience on it was, was kind of new, you know, you're, you're hiking your local trail and you think you've kind of seen it all. Um, but there was like three or four sections of the trail that I've never, never seen and didn't expect to see anything like it. So I think, um, the Arizona trail itself is, is quite unique. Um, in terms of filming it, you know, that's, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's always an adventure. You know, I'm, I'm always learning. So usually I go into trails with, uh, you know, a different perspective on how I want to capture it. Um, it wasn't until about a year ago, a year and a half ago, where I decided to invite uh, filmmaking into, into what I do and spend some time on that before I was honestly real scared of it. So I actually haven't been working with film too long. Um, like I said, it's just been a year and a half, but, uh, this last time I got invited by a buddy. Um, he had never hiked a long distance trail before. And he's a local of Arizona, I think third generation, um, grew up on the outskirts of Phoenix, uh, you know, kind of in the agricultural areas. Um, and when people think of like those Arizonans that kind of run around, do whatever they want, doing, you know, doing donuts on their four wheelers in the middle of the desert, that's kind of the style that my buddy Bryce grew up with. And, and he's a, he's like the quiet, most nicest guy, but, uh, he's also a good time when you get him talking for sure. And, uh, so Bryce, um, wanted to do this trail. And I was like, dude, I, I've already hiked this trail, but you're hiking it in another way. And, um, you know, those people, Andy, that you, uh, you can't hike a long distance trail with everybody, but you know, there's some people where you kind of just know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're just like, I think I get along with you for 24 hours a day, probably, mm -hmm. you know, there's not many out there, but, and <laughs> so Bryce was that, was that, um, to me. And I just, I knew we'd have a blast out there and, so through that, I kind of developed a story. Um, the, the little film I made is called Adventure Lives at Home. Um, and yeah, it's all about the fact that, you know, we, we grew up, um, especially in this, in our generation, for the most part, we grew up with media, television, obviously you got news, um, but social media is a big part of it where we're kind of conditioned to think that a, an adventure takes a plane ticket, you know, it takes a flight out of the country, across the country, takes a, you know, a month long road trip. Um, but for me, I've had some of the most like, um, transformative experiences here, um, you know, right in my home state. So my goal was to kind of touch on that. Um, now I will say this was my first film. Um, I learned so much. I am very proud of the, the point I put across, but it was definitely a learning curve. Um, one of those experiences where you get back from 30 days of recording out on a trail, can't really look at anything, you know, you're conserving all your batteries, doing all that kind of stuff, just sort of hoping you got the stuff and kind of getting back and realizing, 
okay, I've just learned a lot out there. Um, but at the end of the day, we did get the point across and it was very cool for Bryce to have, uh, what he would call an adventure of a lifetime, you know, right in his home state. So, so on that note with your film adventure lives at home, it kind of brings to the point that you can, you can, you don't have to go far. I know having lived in Oregon the last 10 years, I didn't get into hiking until about over a year ago. And that's when I first learned about the Pacific Crest trail and that there were literally four different points that were just East of me that I could go and hike for day hikes, had no idea. And I know for so many people, the Arizona trail, it's the same way. They don't even know it's there. Yep. Why do you think there's this perception uh, that people need to go somewhere to have an outdoor adventure, go far away when really, you know, you can just, if you know, if you're in Las Vegas, there's the Red Rocks, you know, obviously the Arizona trail, there's the PCT here in Oregon. Why do people have this perception they need to go somewhere far away? Well, you know, Andy, I think it mostly, honestly, I think it mostly starts with what people are looking for. You know, what are people looking to get out of an adventure? I think, um, like anything, if you haven't done much of it, you're probably not quite sure what's going to come from it. Um, you know, there's a quote from this guy named, uh, Jeff Johnson. He's a journalist, surfer, and climber, um, he made a film 180 degrees South that actually got me into uh, journalism and documenting things in the first place. And he, uh, he has a quote that's, um, you know, sometimes the, the best adventures answer questions that in the beginning you never thought to ask. Um, personally, I think when people go um, on these big extravagant trips it's because they're looking for something certain, you know, they, they are spending money and they've got the time and they want to do something, um, you know, that's far from their reality. Right. And I think once you have gone on enough trips, your perspective sort of shifts in that sense on what you're kind of looking to get out of it. Um, I know for me that that happened, um, and I started to realize, you know, that it's less about the, um, I don't know, how do you want to say it? It's like, it's like less about kind of the external and more about your experience internally and how you're kind of handling new situations, you know, just because I will say like doing the Arizona trail obviously, like, especially the second time when I was doing the film, Bryce's family was so, so stoked for him. Right. Like they're just so pumped on, on helping Bryce out and, and him going on this adventure. So they want to, you know, resupply him at every chance they can get. So we're, you know, we're pulling up to the interstate where normally you'd have to stick a thumb up and hitch into town. And, you know, you have that whole experience, right. Where we're, you know, on the side of the road eating like, subway sandwiches i think at one point we had uh caramelized apples with granola on them on a stick it's like that's not you know for me mm. doing a bunch of hikes and it was his first hike you know i was like oh man we're we are missing out on a side of things you know we're missing out on certain things but it took me a little bit to accept yeah but our you know there's always like the other side of things we're still having an adventure and 
for Bryce's family, you know, to see Bryce on this like epic, um, you know, this 800 mile 30 day, um, just kind of grind and to be able to see Bryce in that, um, in that situation, I sort of accepted probably a week or two in that that was, you know, pretty epic in itself. So it's just kind of a perspective thing. Um, you know, if, if you're looking to, to prove something to yourself, if you're looking to do something harder than you've ever done before, um, push yourself, uh, you know, you don't have to go very far to do that. And, uh, I, I don't think, you know, I've even heard of people walking across the state of Kansas, so I don't think it, um, stops anywhere. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about, I know for me as someone who, you know, went to film school and then got into filmmaking and then found hiking, I'm always living in this tension of while I'm on a hike, I'm carrying my camera and I'm thinking to myself, oh, I should be documenting this. I should be documenting that. But then at times I feel like my, um, my priority to document things takes away from the experience of the hike. Talk a little bit about the tension between being a filmmaker and a hiker while on the trail, wanting to get everything you can out of the hike, but at the same time, wanting to capture this moment, either as a photographer or as a filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a great question. Um, it's not often I get to have that conversation. Um, but yeah, it's a great question. Basically for me, I just had to kind of, you know, put everything on the table and, uh, weigh it out. I have a good buddy named Isaiah Boyle. Um, he's a filmmaker and, uh, based out of Colorado and he, um, you know, he is very blunt. He's someone I look up to. He's very, uh, you know, I don't want to say goal oriented. He's, uh, you know, he has a reason for, for all of his actions and I can really appreciate that. And, he said, you know, for me, I'm only as good as the stuff I leave behind, you know? And I really, that really stuck with me for some reason. I, you know, especially when you're younger, you want to kind of, you sort of want to leave a legacy, you know, there, there is that aspect in me coming from, um, coming from sports and all these things. I, I had these like really high expectations on myself of what I was going to do with my life. And at no point when I was younger, did I think it was going to be uh, film and photo, but I would say, um, for me, I just put it all on the table and I decided that for me, it's always worth it. I remember actually on the PCT, um, this was pretty early on for me and the PCT was my first through hike. And now I only, I hiked from Campo to, uh, Lake Tahoe. So I had 60 days. I was on summer break for school and my goal, I'm going to spend these 60 days the coolest way I can think of. Um, although it was hard to get off the trail, I had my little trail family telling me that school will always be there and I, <laughs> I should just stay on the trail. And uh, yeah, they almost had me a couple times. But for the entire first section of the trail, so the entire desert section, um, 800 miles, I didn't bring my camera. And I had my mom, I gave my camera to my mom um, and had her send a camera and a lens um, and a few batteries to uh, Kennedy Meadows. 
And I can't tell you that that was the biggest turning point for me. I was like, honestly, never again. And will I ever walk, you know, will I ever spend time for me to try and predict what's going to be beautiful? What's going to inspire me outside is, um, I feel wrong. (laughs) You know, it's oftentimes that's when we get the most excited with a camera in our hand is when something happens unexpected. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just kind of decided right there from now on the camera comes with me. So, you know, when people, I, I have kind of accepted that I'll never be ultralight again. So <laughs> there's always that penalty weight. You got that camera on your, on your hip or on your, your shoulder. <laughs> Definitely. And it seems to be getting heavier and heavier as I yeah, go. It's like, oh, I'll go ahead and bring the 24 and the 50 and the 80. Oh gosh, this is yeah. heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Personally, I don't, I don't shoot with any prime. So all my lenses are, are oh. just big and chunky. Oh, my problem is I shoot with too many primes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wish I was, I wish that was me. I tried it out. I, I just, I don't know. I'm a zoom guy. That's the way it is. I guess I need to get there. I need to get there personally. Cause it's like, why am I bringing four lenses? I yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, on my Arizona trail, I, I brought the 70 to 200 for the first like 300 miles. And then I shipped it back home. I was like, this is so dumb. I've only used it one time <laughs> and it's like what, probably four and a half pounds by mm-hmm. itself. So I'm like, yeah, just got to get out of here. So this late summer, um, Instagram and the hiking world was kind of enamored by a fastest known tiger. And that's how I got hooked up with you. Uh, Jeff Garmeyer said, you need to talk to Dylan. He's awesome. And you directed this film that will come out about Jeff Garmeyer, a legend, the tiger, as people are calling him now, uh, his Colorado trail fastest known time through hike. Um, Besides the fact that right now people in Hollywood, and I know myself as a freelancer, just aren't working nearly as much and we, you have the free time. Um, what inspired you to get with Jeff and and do this film? And what were some of the unique challenges in filming this? Because, you know, it's unsupported, so you really can't even talk to him. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> you know, that was kind of it right there. Um, I'd say at this day and age, there's not many things that – haven't been kind of done a million times and um you know to to film an unsupported record um was was just that the more and more we looked into you know the thing is i was going to do it anyways because uh there's certain people that i just you know i like to work with right um a guy like jeff we, we just have a good time. Jeff has me cracking up. Sometimes he has me not cracking up even when he's trying to, you know, he's just such a, such a goofball. But at the, at the same time, um, a guy like Jeff, I know where his heart is and I know, um, what he's trying to do. I I have a good understanding of him. And so to work with a guy like Jeff for me is, is, um, is always like a must. So he, he talks to, um, obviously this year through the pandemic and everything can't make much plans. Right. And so, um, this whole record on the Colorado trail was, was an afterthought. He had his, his year planned out, but, um, it wasn't until maybe a month before that Jeff decided, yep, I think I'm going to do this for sure. And then it wasn't really even till probably two weeks before the record where it was like, a hundred percent. I'm going for it. No matter the weather, no matter what I'm going for it. And that's just because it was as the, 
you know, Jeff was kind of moving, um, you know, moving with life. Right. And the Colorado trail was, was open to through hikers and it's something he hasn't done before. And, uh, it was, you know, at being at five, 500 miles, it's kind of right on the, the fringes of, if you can actually carry your food, you know, that much food to, for that long. So to do it unsupported, it's kind of, um, at the pinnacle of that. And so what inspired me, uh, to, uh, you know, to go all in on this project was, um, that exactly the fact that Jeff was going to be doing it unsupported, uh, and unsupported through hikes only ever been really captured, um, through like a point of view camera, like a GoPro or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so, um, and those are still exciting, right? Like we all still, you know, I know us, us, uh, outdoor geeks, you know, we still get excited watching stuff like that. And so, um, you know, we kind of thought, well, um, you know, maybe we can film this thing, you know? And so as we sort of looked into it, we had Jeff's uh, girlfriend, Maggie, um, and Maggie was, um, sort of looking at, you know, she was in touch with fastest known time, reaching out to them. And we sort of got a good understanding of the, um, you know, of our capabilities in terms of like making this film. Right. And so, uh, the most important thing, um, always was, and this was straight off the bat from Jeff. So it was a understanding that the most important thing for, um, before the film is, is Jeff, you know, um, getting the record. So, or at least attempting it. Right. And so we were going to work around that no matter what. And it was pretty cool. Quickly. Um, we quickly learned that not only are we going to work around that, but since this hasn't really been done before, we're going to have to just kind of work on our own morals and ethics here and sort of write our own rules when it comes to filming this thing. Um, because there's a lot of stuff that's not written, you know, um, because it hasn't been done. So there were a lot of things that we had, you know, for one, just like you said, we can't, we can't walk with Jeff. Right. So I can't, you know, put my camera on a stabilizer, wait for Jeff to turn a corner and then, you know, walk with him and get an interview. Right. So we had to, we had workarounds a lot on all that kind of stuff. So we ended up setting Jeff up with a little, uh, DJI pocket Osmo. It's a little tiny handheld camera that shoots 4k, you know, these things are yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then we also set him up with a microphone. Um, and the microphone lasts forever. It's just running on, you know, little batteries. And so what we would do is just have him turn that on whenever he'd be filming. And, um, he, we kind of had it, had it set up to where, you know, he would for sure report like twice a day. Um, that was kind of the standard and luckily Jeff absolutely crushed that. I kind of knew he would, but he ended up, you know, talking to the, talking to his camera, sort of journaling, we would call it, we'd call it the journal. Um, he'd be journaling probably anywhere from like three to six times a day. Um, and (laughs) the best part about Jeff is he knows, he knows the stuff that, uh, that we want to see and everything. So he'd be, uh, he'd always, I don't know if he'd always do it, but he'd turn on his camera if he started, you know, getting sick or throwing up or, you know, had blisters to pop, stuff like that. So we had that cool kind of like, um, you know, intimate look at Jeff's experience through a journal. And then we had, um, 
the more difficult job, which is telling the story of Jeff's experience on trail from our perspective, from the crew's perspective. So we ended up having a few vehicles and basically what we were doing was just intercepting the trail um, wherever we could. So we had a guy who actually through hike, I through hiked the uh, Colorado trail with, and uh, I did the Sierra high route with him as well. Uh, freaking great guy. And he's hiked the Colorado trail twice. His name's uh, Austin. And Austin, we brought Austin on to sort of be run logistics. So he was basically in charge of getting the crew to the prettiest shots. So it's like what access points are worth getting shots of um, and, and what aren't and kind of weighing those decisions always, because, you know, say we're just meeting Jeff 20 miles up trail. Well, that might be a three hour drive for us around a mountain and up a gnarly dirt road, you know? So it was always sort of like weighing, um, you know, what was more what's important. And for us, it was important to all to get as much shots as we could of Jeff per day. Um, obviously when you're doing a, a little doc like this, or maybe not, obviously when you're making a documentary, it's important to, you know, to get a lot of coverage to, you know, film as much as possible. And so when we're planning to film this, we kind of, you know, I started to realize, well, we're not going to get many interviews from Jeff. And honestly, we're gonna have no idea what he's saying to that camera. So it's going to be tough to sort of build a story based on Jeff's experience when we're not going to know his experience, right? We're just going to um, kind of have our experience from our outer perspective. So we just um, leaned into that concept and we, we started to tell the story through the crew's perspective. So, you know, um, kind of jumping town to town, um, what it was like to, you know, do a 10 mile hike, um, you know, up these passes just to get a single shot of Jeff walking by for maybe 15 seconds. Right. And what it was like to, you know, be up in the, these mountain spaces, um, you know, get these like flash storms that come by where, you know, are kind of actually sketchy. We've got tens of thousands of dollars of camera gear um, and we're totally vulnerable to the mountains. Right. And we're kind of having this similar experience to Jeff, but we're nowhere close to Jeff. Right. So, um, you know, oftentimes we'd have to go hike up like a quarter mile off trail on a ridge line. So I could, you know, throw the drone up, um, or, you know, throw on, uh, like a zoom lens to get kind of an intimate shot of Jeff. And then there were other times where in, where we're in wooded areas and, you know, we've got to get a closer shot of Jeff. Um, and just that aspect of filmmaking was, was so much fun. Honestly, it was, I mean, the crew was besides themselves every single time we would get a shot, we'd all be just light up. And so I really hope that part of the story does, does come through because following a guy through the mountains, who's just, doing everything in his power, right? It, it is inspiring for us. So it was, it was something to be a part of. So what does uh post-production look like now and in, in release and distribution? Oh man, that's the fun part, right? Um, so yeah, basically what we're doing right now is because it was a spontaneous film, we didn't have, um, you know, much planned up front. So now we're kind of trying to backtrack a little bit by, uh, you know, reaching out to companies, getting a little bit of investment, right? Because, mm -hmm. um, 
Maggie and Jeff totally self-funded this project. They literally produced the project. Um, and, um, for me, it was sort of, it's like a passion project, right? So, um, for all of us and, you know, we know based on the film we have, um, and some conversations we've had with others, we've, we've, we've got something special here for sure. The story is there. Um, and we definitely want to do justice and share it correctly. Um, but the hard part has been kind of sitting back and being patient because right. You just, like you said, we, we did have a bit of hype, um, when we were filming, you know, because we were updating. And so we had a lot of, you know, a big portion of the outdoor world, at least the through hiking world and kind of ultra endurance world was paying attention. And so it's been a little difficult for us to detach from that and take a step back and kind of plan our next moves. But yeah, right now we're sort of stitching together the storyline. Um, you know, we're working on our pitches to companies and, uh, you know, absolutely looking for some support in that sense. Um, so, so closing out overall, how has hiking photography filmmaking in the intersection of those three, how has that changed you as a person? Yeah, I, um, you know, I've always been a person who has, uh, looked up to others. Um, I've always kind of been really inspired by people sometimes right off the bat, sometimes, um, without being able to justify why I just kind of, (laughs) you know, and I think we all have that to an extent. But for me, there's always been this kind of like, ah, oh, this, you know, this person's cool or, or this story is really cool. You know, it's always been there in the back of my mind. Um, so to be able to kind of put that out there is, is, uh, you know, to be able to express myself and my perspective and, um, has been really cool. It's a way for me to sort of do good you know, oftentimes, you know, you'll, you'll throw a post up on Instagram and you're like, what good am I doing right now? You know, like what, what is really, but, but what you are doing is if you're confident in, in a message, um, like I have learned to be confident in sort of my intentions really overall, um, with what I want to put out in the world. Um, you know, you sort of start to kind of like not only buy in, but, um, do your best work. So, you know, I've been lucky enough where I've been a poor guy for a lot of years. You know, I, I decided to live out of my truck and, um, and travel around and, you know, walk around with $5 in my pocket kind of thing and hitchhike around. And, um, I'm so thankful for that because it's made me kind of understand what is important to me in life. And, um, for the most part, that doesn't, really have anything to do with making any money. Um, it's pretty cool that I've found a way to make a little bit of money here and there with this kind of stuff, but, um, it's kind of allowed me to sort of chase what I feel is important to share with the world. And so that's given me a big, um, a big boost of confidence to, to keep pushing towards this goal. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm 28 years old, still a young guy, still learning. Um, there's a lot of people I want to work with, work alongside, Um, and so, you know, I'm just looking forward to developing, continue to develop, um, and, uh, 
and yeah, I keep sharing my perspective with the world. So awesome. In closing out, same question I ask any through hiker, what's your trail name, which we already got um, lucky, but what's your trail name and how'd you get it? Yeah, my trail name is Lucky. Um, it's usually because uh, I, I kind of got it from being unprepared. Uh, a lot of my life has happened that way, but I would, uh, it's kind of that, you know, the saying the trail provides, right? That's mm-hmm. uh, sort of kind of how I got my name. I was on the PCT and I was hiking up San Jacinto, um, right, out of Idlewild going north. Mm-hmm. And we sort of locked in, uh, in Idlewild with this big group of hikers. And, you know, we all went to the grocery store, sort of cooked up big, big meals and, and all got our, our little trail, uh, trail magic ride to the trailhead and, and hiked, started hiking up San Jacinto together. So we had this like group of eight in the beginning. Um, and for the first time we passed a, a ranger, um, out walking around and we we're probably like four miles up, up the hill, up the mountain. And, and he stops us and he's like, how's it going guys? You know, uh, you guys through hiking. Awesome. Can I get uh, can I see your guys permits? And I was like, permits, what the heck? <laughs> you know, and I'm telling you, I was so naive, um, in the beginning of all this, like I was literally backpacking with a black diamond haul bag for rock climbing. <laughs> like I, I did, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I had no clue that you needed a permit to walk this trail It's too funny. I'll never forget this picture, but just everybody is puts their bags down. They're all pulling out these like laminated sheets that are their permits. And they're like, Oh, here you go, sir. And, um, I decide, you know, I'm weighing all my options, you know, being from the city, you're like, okay, maybe I can outrun this guy, you know, <laughs> start weighing your, you know, knowledge from the streets. And so I, uh, I decided that's probably not the right move here. And, um, I hid behind, I actually stood right behind this, big old German guy, uh, his trail name's GQ, Alex. Um, and GQ is like six, five, big German dude, huge backpack. I just stood right behind him and I just put my arms by my side and he talked to every, all seven of the other guys, um, talked to every single one of them and just never said a word to me. And I just kept standing there behind uh, GQ and, um, and he left. And obviously afterwards we're hiking up the trail and they're like, dude, you're so lucky, man. Are you kidding me? And that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> and I would say a number of things kind of reaffirmed my trail name along the way. It's like, dude, you are lucky. So <laughs> that's how that happened. Awesome. Well, Dylan, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experience as a hiker and a filmmaker. And we're looking forward to seeing what else you do. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Andy. It was good chatting with you, man. Dude, thanks. Later big thanks to Dylan for coming on the show and thank you so much for listening all the way through it is huge again if you want to help out the show leave a Apple podcast review five stars with a little little nice note there it just it brightens my day and all of you all brighten my day and uh, get me out on the trail and motivate me to keep moving uh, especially as we're getting to the colder months here and you know getting through this pandemic it's it's been it's been difficult um, you know being motivated sometimes but Uh, the nice things you all say to me and about the show motivates me to keep going out there, keep working hard and doing what I do. So thank you all so much again. 
want more information about the show, go to hikerpodcast.com. Uh, we're always looking for suggestions for other sponsors or guests or ideas for shows. In season two, which will be coming up in January, we're going to be going back to some of our guests and talk a little more in depth about specific things in the hiking community and about hiking and specific stories or instances. Um, looking forward to getting um, Dylan back, for instance, to talk more about this particular documentary and the process of that and not just his story, but this this uh, filmmaking process. So many others I want to talk to as well. Um I, I can't, um, yeah, so super excited. Thank you so much. We go to hikerpodcast.com, follow us on all the very social media networks, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hiker Podcast. <laughs>